Welcome to the 83rd episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host and a funny but romantic man, Adrian Pinter. How does it go, sir? General Kenobi, it goes quite well, Simon Eady. How art thou, dude? How are you? I'm okay, man. I'm all right. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Damn, dude. What's been happening with you? Uh, not much, dude. It's been, uh, you know, back at work, just working away. No more vacation, Adrian. No more vacation. That's what you should have said. Yeah, that's what I said. No, you said vacation, Adrian. That's what I said. Whatever, doesn't matter. Let's, let's move along. Uh, but yeah, just been chilling, man. Just been uh, chilling. I made uh, some pasta the other day, some shrimp Alfredo, Simon. Wow. Nice Alfredo sauce from scratch. Made some wow. focaccia bread as well. Wow. Turned out quite well. Yeah. Mm, that's exciting. I just made it after work. Cool. Got off early enough. Prepped the focaccia bread the night before. Baked it the next day when I got home from work while I was getting the shrimp Alfredo ready. You know how it is. Mm. Yeah. Yes. You know who also made some incredible focaccia bread? Who? This week. Uh, he didn't. Or maybe he did, but uh, James Gunn. Mm. Yes, the most smooth segui you've ever seen, audience. It's the greatest. Uh, no, James Gunn made an incredible episode of Peacemaker that released this week, I would say. But what he was talking to um, Deadline's Hero Nation podcast about this week was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. What? Did you hear about that at all? I did hear a little bit about it. Yes, yeah, Simon. Then why did you say what? That doesn't make any sense. Get your story straight. Okay, Adrian? I don't want to. Okay, that's fair. Anyways, he was talking about Guardians of the Galaxy three as the last time this we're gonna that we're gonna see this team together, mm. this team of Star Lord, Gamora, Drax, and Groot and Rocket. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? I did not see that coming. For some reason, I, I thought that that was not the case, and that not necessarily that there was going to be a Guardians four, but that at least we would see these characters together still. So maybe it's just one character going to die. Is that what, maybe what he's alluding to? Or maybe they're all splitting up. I don't know. I think... I don't know. I think what he's alluding to is um, that maybe, yeah, like some characters are going to die. Now, like, to be fair, um, at the end of Endgame, like the... They're on. They're on the search for Gamora. So technically, Gamora's not even with them. I'm sure she will be, but well, she uh, is, um, isn't she? No, not not the end of Endgame. And she, aren't they going to look for her? Because she just pieces out. Pretty sure she just pieces out. Yeah, man, I can't remember that. Damn. Yeah, she just she pieces out because it's not like their Gamora because their Gamora is dead. It's a Gamora from a different timeline. Anyways, not not important. So they're on like the search for that. That's kind of how that movie ends with with the Guardians and we got Thor with them and stuff like that. But uh, Dave uh, Batista has already come out and said that I think Guardians of the Galaxy 3 would be his last one, if I recall correctly. I feel like we even talked about this on the on the show like last year. Uh, maybe not. We maybe did, I'm, but it doesn't yeah. – it feels like this is like a more deep split based on how he's describing it. Mm. He says in a quote to Hero Nation – it's big. It's so big and dark and different from what people might be expecting it to be. That's what she said. Well done. I just want to be true to the characters, the story, and give people the wrap-up that they deserve for the story. That's always a bit scary. I'm doing my best. I'm aware that the third film in most trilogies sucks. Not always. 
Mm. I can think of many that don't suck. But anyway. Um, I can think of one that does suck, Simon. Yeah, what's that? Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, bad movie. Oh! Bad movie! <laughs> yes. Anyways. Um, yeah. Well, I actually... I feel like the other, like Return of the Jedi and uh, Revenge of the Sith don't suck, though, in contrast. No, no, definitely not. I like those both of those movies. Yeah, so there you go. Hmm. But anyways, yeah. I feel like as, as sequels go on, they get a little bit long in the tooth. Although, I have a lot of hope for um, Colin Trevorrow's Jurassic World 3. Me too. Jurassic World Dominion. So, yeah. I don't know. God, I can't wait. For that Not that I really love those movies, but I think that I feel like it's going to be better than the second one, which felt like it was almost like a mish, too much of a mishmash of genres for my taste. That's fair. I really like that movie. But uh, yeah, I am very excited, obviously, as you probably are for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm curious what James Gunn does. I feel like James Gunn is like just completely in his element lately. And mm-hmm. uh, man, Peacemaker... Episode after episode is just kind of hitting it out of the park. Honestly, like this last episode, there's like these these heartfelt scenes, these heartfelt moments amongst the action that just mm. works so well. And he just he's he's uh he's always balancing this line so well. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's good. The raunch and the heartfeltedness. I agree. And yeah, like I feel like yeah, he's at his best with like Peacemaker right now because he can go like he can double down on the raunchiness, but also make it right. heartfelt. And he just really knows how to make a really great ensemble cast. Like these these this cast of characters that shouldn't really get along that, you know, slowly start to get along and become a family of some sort. Um and that's kind of what he's doing with Peacemaker and he did that with, you know, the first Guardians movie. Um, the Suicide Squad. Uh, the Suicide Squad as well. Like he's, Misfits. Yeah, he's just... Misfits. There's a theme of misfits in his, in his films and... Yeah, exactly. It shows. Um, but I'm very excited for uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I think that's next year, if I recall correctly. I'm just going off the top of my head. But 2023 sounds right. Um, there's uh, no official news yet, but there's like... He's been hinting at the concept that he's making another DC show as a spin, another spinoff of the Suicide Squad. Oh. So that's interesting too. Like not Peacemaker, but something else spun off. So one of the characters potentially. I'm curious what that's going to be too. They just do like a vigilante series. I would watch the shit out of that. Peacemaker is like incredibly popular for HBO Max. Mm -hmm. Like it's just incredibly well received, which is fantastic. Not only on a critical perspective, like critics love it, but the audience seems to just keep, flocking to it which i'm so happy for because i know that that the suicide squad didn't do particularly well in theaters Mm -hmm. it did release in a time i think when theaters were just kind of uh reopening again at least over here in canada yeah um after another stint of lockdown so it's uh at least in ontario uh but yeah it's 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 great i'm just happy yeah that uh and this is getting the Love it deserves. Yeah, definitely. And like we've said before, like R-rated movies just regularly don't do too well in theaters more often than not. And then on top of that, it was released on HBO Max at the same time. Right. So It might have done a lot better on HBO Max. I don't know if the numbers were released for that necessarily. Mm-hmm. But that's what we we talked about a couple of weeks ago is that it's strange that R-rated shows mm-hmm. – just seem to be so well received. Like there's a huge audience for it in the home, but I guess that same audience doesn't want to travel to theaters. Yeah. So it's interesting. interesting But uh, I don't know. uh, Apologies to Ken for talking about video games, but I actually just beat like the guardians of the galaxy game that was released on like PC and consoles and stuff. And I, 
man, I really love that game. And it's, it's interesting because this is like a, a new take on the guardians while, you know, like still kind of keeping that vibe of the movies with like just really great music and stuff like that. Um, and you know, like you have like these, this, this cast of characters that, you know, again, they're a ragtag group. They're always at each other's throats, but at the same time, they're a family. And, um, I don't know, like it, it kind of made me think that like, I, I, I love those guardians movies, and like, I love spending time with those characters and that's where I learned of those characters. But like after playing this guardians game, I almost prefer the the group of guardians I get from that video game. Now, to be fair, that's like me hanging out with these characters for like 20 hours almost, as opposed to watching, you know, like two, two hour long movies, give or take a bit. But yeah, I think that's the bias, yeah. but yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I can't, so Ken, you can get on that. You know, you're a Marvel mm. fan, Ken. So play the guardians of the galaxy game yeah. from, uh, from square Enix. I Montreal made from a Canadian game developer, which is pretty cool. Um, it's pronounced Idos. <laughs> Idos Montreal. We said it three, three times and three <laughs> times differently. Yeah. Great. Good stuff. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, I think that's where the bias is from. You get really attached. Like after I just finished a very cinematic game in Detroit, like just like actually the Gardens of the Galaxy game is very cinematic as well. But mm-hmm. Detroit Become Human, I played it like three times. That's so good. And uh, and that game is incredibly cinematic. And you got, you know, um, uh, Clancy Brown in that and many other great actors like Jesse Williams, Minka Kelly. And it's just got like a combo of just really awesome again. C- cinematics and i kind of just feel kind of empty because i know i'm not going to go back to it anymore it's done you got the platinum i did and that's again that's 10 hours at least on one playthrough which is again a lot longer than you spend on a on a movie at least so it would almost have been nice to have a guardians of the galaxy series actually in reality mm-hmm. just because disney's doing that but i don't know man like think about all of the, again i don't want to beat a dead horse too too much here but if you think about the concept of what Disney's been doing all of their shows or most of them at least have been kind of releasing it uh, about six episodes. Yeah. And then one division is it, the only exception to that so far. Uh, it wasn't one of them. Seven wasn't Loki seven episodes. You might be right. I can look that up. I just feel like the peacemaker character building has been more solid. That's what I'm kind of feeling again versus the other, the other shows mm-hmm. from Disney, obviously two very different properties competing with each other with with dc versus marvel but it's interesting like i I just think that the character development has been pretty solid um and the way it's spun off the suicide squad is such a it's done so well i don't know curious again i'm curious what disney's going to pull out of their hat with moon knight and their various other series as we go forward but i guess we're gonna have to wait and see but bottom line i appreciate that this peacemaker series seems to be taking its time with the plot line and it is eight episodes so i feel like that helps so loki was six episodes wandavision was nine. Oh, uh captain what is it called falcon and the Winter- that was six captain falcon and the winter man or whatever it's called that was also six and then uh, uh actually what if i guess if we can't what if that was nine episodes too so i don't count what if okay wow but yeah is this a, not a live action show yeah and we don't that's not really in the MCU. It is, but it isn't. Like, there's, it is, but like, there's like, that's like, who knows what universes it's covering and whether we'll ever see those or a lot of those in the live action. Well, MCU. we know for a fact we're, we're going to see one of them, but we can speculate. The, the evil Doctor Strange. We can speculate, yeah. yeah. But, and what, what, my question I think is, what is Sam Raimi picking and choosing in terms of what he's going to use from that dark Doctor Strange? Because I don't think it's going to be the same. He's going to do his own thing with it. 
Yeah. I'd imagine they're going to give background for that and create it, like spin it kind of their own way. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, I'm interested to see. I, I kind of almost thinking of it almost like, you know, how I don't know much about the Star Wars extended universe, but I feel like the way that they used even Ahsoka, like I feel like they're going to explain Ahsoka pretty well in her spinoff series that you don't necessarily need to watch Clone Wars to definitely understand it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this, I don't know if that's that connected because I know that it's canon, the Clone Wars, uh, uh, the Clone Wars uh, TV series, the animated TV series, but yeah, I guess we're going to find out how, 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 clo- how closely they're connected as we go forward with the Ahsoka series mm-hmm. and with Doctor Strange because Doctor Strange is pretty close. Honestly, it's not that far away. It's May? No. The Doctor Strange right. in the mul- multiverse of Madness. Is it May or April? Yeah, I think it's May. You're right. Yeah. Got pushed to two whole months because you're afraid of the Batman. I'd be too. <laughs> That's speculation yeah. by us. But I uh, uh, guess we'll find out. I guess we will. All right, Adrian. We talked about Kenneth Stadelbar just moments ago. And he is, as usual. Wait, he is as usual. Why did I say it like that? He wrote into us. He is as usual. A great man. A great man indeed. No, he wrote into us as usual. So let's reach into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to spillfocuspodcast.gmail.com. And longtime remote guest star Kenneth Stadelbauer wrote into us and he said, Dudes. Hey, dude. I share in Adrian's excitement for a Godzilla series and am in agreement that Godzilla vs. Kong wasn't as exciting as it should have been. The humans in the movie were, for the most part, unnecessary. Simply showing what was happening would have sufficed without having the characters having to explain the obvious. They should have kept the sex scene, Godzilla was the big spoon, but I understand that they wouldn't have wanted to seem too woke. Yeah, that's fair. Totally get it. Wait, what? Because that LGBT, you know, they're pushing the LGBTQ stuff with Godzilla banging Kong. Well, wait, isn't Godzilla a woman in this one? Isn't he kind of saying the opposite? No, Godzilla's the big spoon. So he's holding on to Kong from the behind. But I feel like isn't... Yeah, but he's he's saying the sex scene would have made them too woke. Yeah. But wouldn't it have been the opposite? Making it less woke? There is no sex scene in the movie. Yeah. Did you watch the movie? They should have kept the sex scene, but I understand that they wouldn't have wanted to seem too woke. So if they kept the sex scene in the movie, they would have seemed yeah. too woke. Is what he's saying. Oh, they wouldn't have wanted to. Oh, sorry. Yeah. English is my second language. No, it's not. <laughs> After grunting. Anyways. Oh. Also, hey, don't be mean. Also, Kong deserved one use of motherfucker when he was about to be blasted with Godzilla's radioactive breath. I'm hoping the series can capture some of the insanity of the old Marvel Comics Godzilla run with Monarch replacing S.H.I.E.L.D. as the government agency tracking everyone's favorite scaly hero. In that series, Godzilla spent time shrunk to the size of a rat, sent back in time, and fought giant Mecha, the Shogun Warriors. There is plenty of room for insanity when dealing with such a fantastic character. Side note, I highly recommend Hitmonkey on Disney+. Plus. Some interesting character building as well as humor. It is actually part of the MCU, so you do get a couple of comic book characters crossing over, and I expect some superhero interactions if a second season is made. Signed, Kenneth writing from my own pocket of reality, and he's got a quote here as usual, and it says, Sometimes I think this is Godzilla's world. We just live in it. A quote by Chief Warrant Officer Barnes from Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. So I just looked it up real quick. In Godzilla, King of the Monsters, I think they say that Godzilla- There was a sex scene. No, that Godzilla's a dude. So yeah, 
That's what they say. Ah, uh, I see. Ken Watanabe's character says that, apparently. Now, how sure am I of this? This is from uh, HTTPS um, colon forward slash forward slash CA dot style dot Yahoo dot com. It's a very reliable website, I imagine. So, yeah. Huh. Thank you for that background research. No worries, man. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Doing research on the spot. Doing research on the spot. Bam. Anyways. I will say it. Again, as I said it many times, and I will not go into a spiel about the whole situation, but I will say Godzilla vs. Kong is not a good movie because of the fact that there's less character development, not because there's less action. I will say that repeatedly. How about it did not lack action? It how, lacked how about, sense. Let's make it logic. Let's let's say it's a bad movie for both, at the very least. You know, let's say it's a bad movie for both. Just give it to me. You know. It was a. It wasn't it a like two and a half hour movie. Yeah, not enough action is what I'm saying. There should have been more. So you want it to be a three hour movie? No, I, I. What I want, I wanted there to be more variety of action, like in Godzilla King of the Monsters, where there's like eight monsters just fucking each other up. This one, there's like three. It's like, eh. but it's about Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, I know, Simon. But even in Batman v Superman, we got we got Doomsday and Wonder Woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, people don't love that movie. Well, they're wrong. And people like Godzilla vs. Kong. They're so wrong. <laughs> I feel like there's something up there. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. All right. We got Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent. Ah! You know, that's that's uh, Jesse Eisenberg right there as Lex Luthor. Wow. Great, great betrayal by him. Again, I know we said that, I think, last week, but I really like Jesse Eisenberg in that movie. Yeah, um, I want to watch this hit monkey um, show. It's funny that Ken mentions this because literally like a month or two ago, I like remember that like I remembered that this uh, show came out. I think I said movie earlier, but I remember that this show came out, and I was like, "Oh, like I kind of want to watch this." And I checked Disney Plus, and it wasn't on Disney Plus. And then I think Ken wrote to me this past week, and he's like, "Hey, Hit Monkey's on Disney Plus. You should watch it." I was like, "Ooh, I might want to watch this. It seems fun. Like it, it looks the, the trailer looks uh, pretty interesting. It seems like an R-rated sort of like cartoon show that I guess is set in." Um, apparently the mcu but just you know like in a marvel universe or whatever um so i don't know i'm i'm, I'm kind of interested in watching this it just seems like a like a good romp like easy bite-sized food you know what i mean mm. yeah sure yeah do you have any interest in seeing this have you seen the trailer because I, I watched this trailer a while back i have not oh. i don't recall maybe i have and i forgot but i don't believe so mm. looks good looks good looks fun but yeah hmm. okay yeah yeah, but uh, I don't know. That, that's one of those shows as well, like because I think it aired on Hulu, so it's like one of those Hulu original uh, ser- series. So I'm curious if they're going to continue making that show because it's I think on Star on Disney Plus. I could be wrong. Um, Sorry, why wouldn't they continue to make it? Because uh, didn't they cancel a bunch of those Hulu Marvel shows, or am I making that up? Because I remember there was one that actually no, they, they made Modok. So yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. I'm maybe I'm wrong. But, uh, I don't recall. And they wouldn't just cancel them now. Oh, there was a Howard the Duck. Wasn't there like a Howard the Duck series that they were going to make and shit like that? Aren't they still making that? You might be right. I don't recall them canceling anything. It's not like they just bought Hulu. They've owned it for years. Yeah, you're right. And just Hitmonkey is a, is a star show, by the way. So Star. So all rated. Yeah. Which is Disney Plus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, anyways, on the topic of watching something, Simon, what have you been watching? Hold on, Adrian. Let's not be rude. Kenneth Stadelbauer, thank you again for writing into us. You champion. You are. 
champion writer in her. You are amazing. Anyways, what did I watch? Adrian, yeah. what did I watch? I watched the TV series called After Party on <gasps> Apple TV+. Plus. I only watched one episode. There were three released on January 28th. Oh. After Party, Adrian, do you know what that is? Yeah, isn't it like some sort of murder mystery? It's like a bunch of actors together. I know Tiffany Haddish is in it. They're in this house and then someone gets murdered and they're like, who murdered this person? Yeah, yeah. The actors don't play themselves, though. They play characters. Oh, okay. Um, but it initially follows in the first episode, uh, Sam Richardson. Oh. This is a uh, a a show with with a crazy cast, as you just kind of alluded to. Mm-hmm. Like Tiffany Haddish is in it. Sam Richardson. Ben Schwartz is in it as well. You got Dave Franco. It's a pretty stacked cast, and uh, it's a so it's a show. It's a show by Sony. And specifically directed by, and many episodes are written by, Christopher Miller of Lord and Miller Team Up. Oh, my science. Phil Lord did not contribute too much. I think he wrote one of the episodes, but every episode is directed by Christopher uh, Christopher Lord. What am I talking about? Christopher Miller. Oh, okay. So, which is pretty cool, if you ask me. Lord and Miller, of course, being the directors for 21 and 22 Jump Street. Uh, And uh, yeah, stacked cast hilarious first episode i am a fan i'm gonna watch this and enjoy it because i've and very much enjoyed the first episode tiffany haddish's detective character is quite ridiculous and uh yeah i feel like everything sam richardson is in is uh been again he's just been solid in it Mm -hmm. whether it's not the greatest thing or it is a, a, a fantastic thing it doesn't matter really like tomorrow war i think he's the best part of tomorrow war yeah in my opinion, I feel like he, he did a very good job in that uh, werewolf movie. Werewolves within. Oh, werewolves within. And then there's this, and this with the stacked cast and the the the, the cool concept of this murder mystery. Basically, all these people are brought together for a high school reunion. Oh. And after the high school reunion, they go to an wait for it after party. What? Yeah. And at this after party, Adrian, they. Somebody, somebody gets murdered. Oh. But the question is, how did they get murdered? How? So you got all these not who murdered uh, them? crazy, crazy, interesting cast of characters, and the the idea is how and who, oh, okay, and why did they murder this individual? I'm not going to say who gets murdered. I don't know if that's in the trailer. I can't remember, but I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. And you can watch it this show on Apple TV Plus to find out or watch the trailer because maybe it reveals it there. I'm not sure, but anyways, regardless. It is uh, pretty great because the first episode, and I think each episode going forward, um, Sam Richardson plays a character by the name of Anique, and they actually follow the story as Tiffany Haddish, I think, interviews each character. Um, They follow the story from their eyes, so how they viewed the night based on the movie that plays through their head because they're the the person who is the, the, the arbiter of their own story you know yeah. i think therefore i am they, they are the they are the center of their own universe mm-hmm. they are the individual who has you know potential storyline that mm-hmm. moves forward yeah. based on them being the main character i think do you get it i think so okay cool because <laughs> i was gonna keep going but adrian you never really said i get it so i, I was I gonna just gonna i was like mm, keep describing yeah. it mm. 
I was making those notes. Yeah, anyways, so my point is the first episode follows a Neek's story and he's got a very uh, slanted view on it. But they initially introduce it where they ask, Tiffany Haddish asks somebody else and they tell their story and it's like this weird indie noir film that's playing out. Okay. And that's her side of what the events were. And like each person's personality is so different that they're – apparently the next episode I'm about to watch is like an action movie type perspective. So I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be great. There's, there's really there's nothing for me to complain about in this series. I think it's a very creative premise of trying to see this, you know, the story from multiple eyes. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels a little bit in some way like 13 Reasons Why almost in that kind of perspective of like trying to unlock these various perspectives Yeah, before we get to the, to the actual murderer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that, I, I remember watching the trailer for this. I don't remember if they show that who gets murdered or – anything like that I, I i but like it is something that was definitely on my radar i didn't realize it just launched um yeah i surprise launched for me too i was completely shocked i was like oh man this is because we were we were talking up some of these apple tv plus shows like um severance we talked recently about severance yeah and so we were very excited with the for severance with starring christopher walken adam scott but, Adam Scott as well. That was actually a funny thing. I don't know if you saw this trailer, but Apple TV Plus, Apple released this trailer with John Hamm, and it's like in the in the trailer, basically, it's for Apple TV Plus to promote all the shows that are coming out. And the the tagline of this video is Apple TV Plus, everything but John Hamm. Hmm. And it's just uh, John Hamm going off about how he's the only one not cast in, in an Apple TV Plus show when there's like literally every star you've ever heard of. You got Uma Thurman to to like again Christopher Walken, which Sam is, Neil, like yeah, you got you got Sam Neil in a show. You got Jason Sudeikis. Um, I, I could go on, but I feel like uh, I just also named like multiple stars for After Party. Tiffany Haddish. You got Sam Richardson. You got Ike Barinholtz or whatever, however you pronounce it. Channing Tatum. What, what? Nick uh, Nick Forte. Nick Forte? Am I just did I just Will butcher Forte, that guy's name? Isn't it Will Forte? Will Forte. Who the hell is Nick Forte? Um, it's his uh, brother, actually. Nicholas Forte, yes. yes. Yeah, it's definitely Will Forte. Don't know Nick Forte. Don't even know what I'm talking about. But anyways, yeah. Were you going to ask me a question just there? Sorry, I heard a little. Uh, uh, if I if I was, I forgot. So Okay, cool. Cool, man. Anyways. So Nick Apollo Forte um, was an American musician and actor. Uh, he was born on June 14th, 1938 and died February 26, 2020. Never met the man. Don't know who he is. Me neither. Will Forte, on the other hand... I also haven't met, but anyway. But you know of him. I know who he is. Okay. Yeah, I do. Adrian, what did you watch this week? I've, I've talked too long about you know plots and how they follow a certain perspective through the eyes of the beholder. Mm-hmm. But I would like you to tell me now, what have you watched this week, Adrian? Well, Simon, I'll tell you. But actually, real quick, I, I want to ask you a question. Did you finish White Lotus? And how was it? Oh, shit. Yes, I did. Oh. White Lotus was fantastic. It ended pretty well. I enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Should I recommend it? was I satisfying. It? Do you still recommend it? Yeah, I already told you last week. Yeah, but then it. you're like, I'm going to follow up with you next week about let you know how it ends. Yeah, like if you imagine like a, a bar, like a, a loading bar. Now, I was 95% sure this was an amazing show and that was going to end because I'm very favorably just because I feel like uh, Mike White knows what he's doing. So the creator and director and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know what you're saying. Anyways, it, it was very good. I, I enjoyed the end. The music was amazing. The cinematography was fantastic. It was a 
it's a pretty awesome show and I can see why they're making an, a second season despite this seemingly being a miniseries. Hmm. So the next season's taking place somewhere else, apparently. Interesting. Very exciting, Adrian. So if you watch it, let me know on this podcast because that's the only place we talk because we don't talk outside this podcast. Never have, never will. Whether you enjoyed it. I will, maybe. If you don't mind. If I watch it. But Adrian, what did you watch this week? Simon Dennis Edie. Simon Dennis Edie. Let me tell you what I watched this week. Don't tell them my middle name. How dare you? Simon Marco Edie. Let me tell you something. Oh, no. Damn it. Simon Charles Edie. Let me tell you something. I see. You're muddling muddling, muddling the waters. Smart. Simon Dick Edie. Simon. I know what you're doing. Don't do it. Don't you dare. (laughs) Simon Richard Edie. Anyways. Okay, you went backwards. You made it more PG. Yeah. I appreciate that. No worries. No worries, man. Anytime. They're going to call me a penis again. <laughs> I was tempted, but then you called me out on it. I was like, ah, I can't do that. Okay. I can't, I can't fall into the trap that you laid out for me. Yeah, it's too easy. Like a little mouse. It's too easy. Like a little mouse trying to get his cheese, Simon. That's, that's what I was like right there. But uh, I, watched, I watched a movie this week, Simon. I've watched a movie. And? And that movie is the Mortal Kombat movie. Combat spelt with a K. Spelled wrong. Believe it or not. It, it is. It is spelled wrong. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that. Yeah. It's always bothered me deep down. And uh, one thing I like about this movie is that they actually acknowledge it. There's like literally a line in the movie where they're like, hey, the- yeah, that's spelled wrong. They, they spelled this wrong. And I was like, ah, oh, that's funny. Uh, but this movie is really fun. I really like this movie. I'm not a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Mortal Kombat's like this uh, video game franchise uh, that I'm sure most people, if, if not everyone, knows about it that released like back in the, I want to say early 90s, maybe even the 80s. Uh, that is just like a hyper violent um like fighting game you know they have these things called like fatalities where people like rip out people's spines from their bodies or tear out their hearts and stuff and you know it it, it was like uh you know a big thing on the news back in the day when i was uh, uh born probably I don't, I don't really know and you know how like oh this is such a bad thing there's so much blood and gore but anyways um i i don't know much about like the story of mortal Kombat, but, but apparently there is a consistent one that they tell in these games and I don't know how true this movie is to that story, but I know that some of these characters in the movie are um, from the game directly, obviously. And it seems like whoever made this movie had a lot of love for the franchise and just wanted to make something fun and over the top and hyper violent. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I think this is a this is a goddamn fun movie. It's uh, on Crave here in Canada. Um, so I'm I, maybe it's on like HBO Max and the United States of America or wherever else. But the the movie itself just kind of follows this guy who I think is an original character that is like a descendant of, you know, one of the one of the Mortal Kombat characters like Scorpion or whatever the hell. Um, and, you know, he's just like living living his life. And he has this like sort of like symbol that, that he always thought was a birthmark. And it's like that that dragon, you know, which is literally like the logo for Mortal Kombat, like those Mortal Kombat games and stuff like that. He's like, ah, this is a birthmark. And he's like some sort of fighter. And long story short, um, the premise of the movie is like there's two realms or multiple realms. And every, you know, few years or every few like millennia, I don't I don't fucking know. Uh, they they have this like crazy tournament called Mortal Kombat where people from different realms get selected. They get brought into like this tournament. They have to fight to the death. And then whoever wins, um, 
I guess just wins and that's really it. But uh, if mm. the one realm wins 10 times in a row, they, they get, uh, I guess the rights to the other realm. So earth being uh, the realm that was losing. Um, and then they can make a movie about that realm. Exactly. Is that what you mean? Simon. Yeah. They're going to make a movie. They get the rights. Um, and they get the life rights. Exactly. The life rights. And they also own the entire earth. <laughs> And they can come over and, like, I guess, oh, enslave all well. human beings. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's way worse. That's not what it, I thought you meant. It's significantly worse, I imagine, Simon. Uh, but, you know, like, the the movie, like, kind of starts off. There's a bunch of different characters that I imagine are in the game. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, Earth has lost nine times in a row. And if we lose one more time, the, the other realm people are going to take over. And instead of waiting for the tournament to happen, the other realm people are like, you know what? Like, don't even worry about it. We're just going to go to Earth and we're going to kill the combatants prior to this tournament even happening. So that way we can just own the own Earth. And, uh, you know, they, they come to Earth and they start killing people. And it's it's very grotesque violence and stuff like that. But um, all in all, uh, it's a it's a fun time. And, you know, it, it kind of sets up, uh, you know, more things to come, um, which I which I hope they do, um, Simon Eady and uh yeah, I don't know if you're into like hyper violent movies that are quite self-aware and and, you know, like they, they don't shy away from that campiness. And, you know, like characters literally even say like flawless victory or like fatality and shit like that. Um, it's a good watch. It's not brilliant by any means. Like, I don't think the writing is particularly fantastic. And I think some of the characters motivations are a little bit muddied. But at the end of the day, I think this movie is just like a fun time um where people just get uh brutally murdered in some crazy ways there's a there's a character that gets chopped in half um from like the top down uh from a hat that spins very fast and i was like this is sick and uh you know they they like rip out a heart and from you like, puked i didn't and you puked in a bucket no like, this is sick <laughs> uh no um right no uh no but one of the characters do I think, or maybe not. Maybe I made that up. Why are you saying it's sick? Because it's confused. It's yeah. sick. It's an. Uh, it's it's like a way to describe. It's cool, man. It was cold. Not, not like cool, as in like the temperatures. It was cool. 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 I knew you were going to do that. You son of a gun! I knew you were going to do that. Um, this is the kind of comedy you're in for, audience. Welcome. Premium. Welcome to Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. Yeah, you said that at the beginning, like 35 minutes ago. So the funniest podcast you'll love her here definitely we're also the number two podcast in new zealand friendly reminder the the director by the way because you're like whoever made this movie is if we're like you know on a film and tv podcast you're like whoever made this movie did a good job his name is simon mcquad oh of course you'd remember that yeah i guess his name is simon mm -hmm. is that what you mean yeah because my name is also simon exactly you only have to technically remember half simon marcus Edie. simon charleston Edie. I'm protecting my identity by muddying the middle name. It's very important. Simon Kenneth Edie. Mm. I've been Kenneth Stadelbauer the whole time. Oh my God, what a twist. Simon Mortal Kombat Edie. Imagine. You know what's funny? No. I, I bet there's people who listen to this podcast and that might think that we do write in as Kenneth Stadelbauer. Because we do make some weird things up. I'm not going to say what's a lie and what's true, audience, but sometimes I, we make things up. I've literally never made and, a single uh, thing up in my life. 
Ever. Ever. Not, not once. Not once. I'm not talking about the facts about movies and TV. We, we, we're, we're very clear on those. We're, we're talking about the, you know, the lore of Split Focus to Film and TV podcast. Sometimes it's a little muddied. But Kenneth Saddlebauer is a real man, just so you're aware out there, audience, just in case you didn't believe us. He's a real boy. He's a real yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I love you, Ken. Yeah. Ken looks so cute when he sleeps, honestly. Are you in his walls? Yep. Call back. Call back to episode seventy-five. It was like multiple. Adrian episodes. said that he's in his walls. I think that was the first one, wasn't it? Wasn't it like around the 70, 73 to seventy-five mark when you said uh, that you're in my walls? Possibly. That seems totally plausible. What is Kenneth Stoutbar wearing right now? Huh? Oh, he's wearing nothing actually. <laughs> he's of, naked. Yeah, he's butt naked. He's just walking around his his his, his room. How are you speaking so loudly? Why can't he hear you? Um, he's got ear hmm? earmuffs on. <laughs> earmuffs, like for the cold. It's pretty cold. Yeah, it's pretty cold in his apartment. That doesn't block out a lot of hear. That's not what they're for. They really don't block out the sound. They're also noise cancel. They're noise canceling earmuffs. Uh, okay, they got active noise cancellation built into them. That's kind of that's kind of plausible. It's not really because I've never heard of that before. That product. If, when you said active noise canceling, that's when you lost mm. me. You could have just said that they were noise isolating. That would have made more no, sense. They're, they're active noise canceling earmuffs. So they're battery operated earmuffs. Yeah, for dude. the cold. Exactly, and they got little heaters. They have in batteries them. inside, and they're meant to go into sub zero temperatures. See what I did there? Do you see what I did? Yeah, Sub Zero. He's a character. He's a villain. He's a bad guy. He kills a bunch of people. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks. Oh, the action scene at the beginning of Mortal Kombat's sick. But anyways, uh, real quick, um, um, there's you know you could buy heated jackets. Heated jackets, like jackets that you turn on and they heat you. It's like a battery operated jacket. Yeah, right. It's got battery packs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah, battery packs, and then you got to like I guess charge your jacket. Another day, like you go home and you you plug your jacket in. I would be terrified that that jacket would just light on fire. You're like yeah, walking. Yeah. Is this an exploding battery? This fucking thing just combusts on your body while you're out in the cold. You know? Yeah, that would be bad. That Exploding would be, bad. would be worse. Like batteries, lithium ion batteries, not that they're known to explode, but there was that whole, you know, Samsung phone fiasco on the plane. Yeah, um, etc. I can imagine that would be not good. Yeah, that was wild. That was wild. That, that was like yeah, that was a crazy chapter in Samsung's history for sure. I know the Note, the series, the Note series. They recovered. I feel like pretty well though. So good for them. Yeah, I still. You still get like, um, yeah, like exploding a, phones. Would you? Yeah, <laughs> no, like people coming in and like, aren't these the phones that explode? Oh yeah, you still have people coming in. Like every, everyone's in a blue about that? Yeah, everyone's in a blue and I'm like, what? Oh shit. No, that was like 10 years ago, lady. No. Although maybe the next iteration, you never know, I guess. Yeah. Okay, Adrian, I think it's time to move on to the news because there's something related, something I think, I feel it. I feel it in my bones that there's something related based on what you were just talking about and what What? the first news story is. It's just a weird coincidence. So do you want to get into the news? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking to make a sugui and I'm not ashamed to say it. Okay, do it up, man, actually. I'm going to let you do it because it's related to something I like. Okay, let's begin with a small collection of more focused stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. (gasps) Number one. As Publication Deadline reports, Moon Knight showrunner Jeremy Slater has been hired on by Warner Brothers as the screenwriter for the upcoming Mortal Kombat film sequel. Hmm. Mortal Kombat is a brutal fighting game that was initially created by Arcade Machines in 19... Did I say created by? (laughs) 
<laughs> they're created by arcade machines. The computers are alive, dude. <laughs> they're created for. They're created for. They were initially created for arcade machines in 1992 and has since become an incredibly popular franchise for home entertainment systems like the Xbox and PlayStation. Mortal Kombat has had many different game sequels over the years, with the most recent release being Mortal Kombat 11 in 2020. Recently, Warner Brothers released a 2021 film adaptation for Mortal Kombat, and Jeremy Slater's new script is meant to be directly linked to that movie. Nice. Speaking of Mortal Kombat and video game adaptations, entertainment website IGN has reported that 2021 Mortal Kombat screenwriter Greg Russo what? has been hired on as the showrunner for a new System Shock TV series adaptation for the gaming-centric streaming service Binge. System Shock is an action-adventure game that initially released in 1994, but is more recently being remade for a scheduled release at some point in 2022. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. Yes, Adrian. What do you make of these two kind of jam-packed, connected, but kind of not connected stories? We got Greg Russo making a System Shock TV series for Binge, and then we also have Moon Knight showrunner Jeremy Slater making a Mortal Kombat film sequel to sequel the exact movie you were just talking about moments ago, which is such a crazy coincidence. What are the chances, Simon? It's almost like I watched this movie because of this 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 story. Oh, I thought you did it the opposite. I thought you chose the story because you choose the stories because you watched the movie. Yeah, I didn't. I did neither of those things. Right, because it's a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. I guess I'll yeah. never know which one of those you did. Neither. But you never lie on this podcast because you just never lie. I never course, do. Ever. I never make things up. I'm the most honest human being ever. Yeah, to ever exist. Yep. Like the, like, yep. like Yeah, like the entire population of New Zealand, and that's why they love us so much. That's why we're number two. Because you're so honest? Yeah. Exactly. That's a, okay, I don't know what that has to do with us. They might be very honest, but it's I- all connected. Okay, whatever, Adrian. What are you thinking about this news, the news about film and TV that we were just talking about? Well, Simon, I'm Mortal Kombat. I'm quite excited for this. I, again, I'm sold on this Mortal Kombat franchise movies. It's it's a fun time. I want to see more of this, and I'm glad that it's not like a one and done thing. Because, like I mentioned briefly in the Mortal Kombat review that I just gave, um, that was super in depth. Um, they do actually set up a sequel at the end of there, where it's like, oh, I can kind of see where this is going, and uh, maybe they'll actually, yeah, like Resident Evil. Yeah, God, I love sorry. Okay, movie. I have to ask you. I feel like the Resident Evil movie, it looks, it's very, it seems like the budget's very low. Would mm. you argue that the Mortal Kombat movie's got a bit of a higher budget? It probably has better production values? Because mm. that's what I, 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 at least when I watched the trailer for Mortal Kombat, that's the impression that I got, especially because yeah. it's a Warner Brothers film and the Resident Evil film is, I don't even know who, I don't even know who's backing it producer wise, but. I think, so, isn't Sony? Like, isn't Sony like the distributor for that movie? Was it? I, I don't know, but my yeah. point was Warner Brothers like directly linked for as like for that film. Do you think yeah. that it had better production values than Resident Evil um, Battle for Raccoon Raccoon Village? Yeah, Raccoon Town, which is a good movie, by the way. Um, yeah, I would say that it does. Like, it's it's definitely not like the highest budget looking movie out there. Like, it definitely does seem a little bit low budget at times, but I think it does have a little bit more production value than. Uh, uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon, Raccoon Town. A little bit. Uh, yeah, by a little bit. There's there's some like very obvious use of green screen and stuff like that. But again, the, the hyper- very, whoa, 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 whoa. Step back. Yeah. Very obvious use of green. What does that mean? 
It means that you look at the, the 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 movie and you're like, there's green screen. You can see the edges of green screen? No, like you can't see the edges of green screen. You just know it's green screen. Where it's like, you know, like you just wow. look at it and like, yeah, that's green screen. I don't know how to explain it. You just know. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, like when you're watching like a Marvel movie and there's, you know, they're using a bunch of green screen. Uh, like I don't bunch, ever but, know, you know exactly how much or where their green screen is used in a Marvel movie. That's why I'm that, confused. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, like it, like yeah, the Marvel movies you can't tell, but you can kind of tell in this Mortal Kombat movie. I I, I don't know how to explain this to you, Simon. Yeah, yeah, you I just know, know, know sometimes. You just look at a movie or two. It's a Warner Brothers film. That's very weird. Yeah. It's just like not the most high budget movie is what I'm trying to say. So there's the edges. You know, like, it's like the edges usually is the easiest way to tell that they for sure use green uh, green screen in a sequence. Green like it's just bad CG. Yeah. Again, the CG is not phenomenal, but I, again, it, it does seem like more high budget than the Resident Evil movie. Am um, I saying green screen? You said it briefly. Yeah. Green screen. Yeah. Green screen. When did I say green screen? <laughs> I heard you. I heard you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, penguin. Penguin, penguin, penguin. It's a, it's a penguin. I don't understand what you want. Ping, from- penguin. Oh, it's even better. It's even better than I imagined it. Ah, I, I forget about how you say it sometimes, and then you you say it again, and I'm like, ah, oh, penguin. All right. Anyways, how about you <laughs> so, shut your horn? It just makes me so happy. <laughs> it just makes me so happy. Whoa, it's not uh, nice. Yeah, I know it wasn't. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm I'm stoked for this uh, Mortal Kombat sequel now. Um, with Greg Russo, uh, who was the screenwriter for Mortal Kombat, you know, kind of moving on to um, the System Shock uh, TV series, um, I I don't think the writing in in Mortal Kombat was was the highlight of that movie. I think the the over the top violence and action scenes were, but the, the writing wasn't bad. Like it's it's just a little bit campy and corny at times. And, yeah. You know, there's some like funny right. jokes sprinkled throughout. Um, I have never played System Shock. I'm not too familiar with it, but I did play. You know, it's spiritual successor in Bioshock, which right. I absolutely adore. And I know they're coming out with that System Shock remake, which is essentially just like Bioshock in space. Like it's a, like a space thing. So I like I, I would probably give this game a try. But again, my my knowledge on System Shock is fairly limited. And I don't even really know the gaming centric streaming service binge. Like I feel like this might be the first time I really I'm acknowledging its existence, like in my brain, like, you know, downloading this information. Um, so I don't imagine this series is going to be all too high budget either. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm definitely curious about it, though. Like, I, I'm going to watch it, maybe. Um, definitely the Mortal Kombat sequel, and I'll keep an eye out on the System Shock series. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I'm into this. I'm into this. Do, do you have any interest in either of these properties, Simon E.D.? Like this Mortal Kombat movie or 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 System Shock? Uh, well, I haven't seen the first Mortal Kombat. I did definitely play Mortal Kombat for the uh, Super uh, Nintendo mm-hmm. long ago. Yeah, they didn't have the gore on that one, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, they, it's old yeah. 2D graphics, but it was pretty violent. I don't know. Because wasn't the, the thing... And we're not a gaming podcast, but I like I swear to God, like on the Super Nintendo, it didn't have like blood or gore. And then when they released it on like Sega, they were just like, there's violence in this one. So you can do like the oh, crazy okay. fatalities. I don't know. I, it's been so long since I played that game. I also feel like, uh, and my brother's probably listening to this and he's like, I knew it. But I feel like, and, and this, is, this is probably based on an accusation that he made. I'm pretty sure I lent the game to my next door neighbor. 
mm-hmm. and he never returned it. And my brother's never truly forgiven me for that. I'm pretty sure that's the case. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but I feel like maybe he just thinks I lent it to him because of the fact that he blamed me all these years for that. Mm-hmm. Am I admitting it? No, actually. So I don't even know why I'm saying that this is controversial. This is not because I probably didn't lend it to him, Oliver, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, very related to film and TV. You're welcome, audience. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that's kind of my uh, my history with Mortal Kombat. I played it on Super NES, and then we lost the game, and we could never play it again. Yeah. So then we just resorted to playing Street Fighter from then on out. Fair enough. Yeah, which also doesn't have much blood or gore. Unfortunately. For Super NES. Yeah. Super Nintendo. Yeah. Do you have any interest in, in watching this Mortal Kombat movie? Not the, not the sequel, obviously, but like the- Yeah, the I'm going to watch the sequel without- I'm just going to watch the sequel, actually, instead mm. of the- the initial movie from Warner Brothers. That's my plan. Fair enough. I don't think I'd recommend that, but it's up to you if you want to. Uh, no, I, I'm not going to do either. I don't know. I, I might watch the I might watch the first movie, but but I, the one thing I want to point out for sure, the sequel being written by Jeremy Slater. Mm-hmm. I am very curious what Jeremy Slater is going to do with Moon Knight. This is yeah. one of those things. Every movie that Jeremy Slater has written or co-written has been below fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Every single one. That that doesn't necessarily mean they're terrible. Rotten Tomatoes is not always correct, as we just as we have discussed many times on this podcast. But I'm very curious if this movie will be better written or not. And because Jeremy Slater Slater is the showrunner for Moon Knight, I'm tremendously curious what Moon Knight's going to be like because he's got this great track record from his show, The Exorcist, mm-hmm. which is like above eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So I, I'm. genuinely up in the air. And so when we talked about how excited we were watching that Moon Knight trailer last week, I am very excited to see that show when it comes out in March. But I am genuinely curious whether it's going to be good or not because I have no idea because his track record is so interesting. It's actually quite, uh, yeah, again, I'm intrigued. So we'll see if he can write a a great movie in Mortal Kombat, the sequel. And if it's going to be better than Greg Russo's version, which you said is not very well written and very campy, a little bit too campy maybe for its own good. So we'll see. I like it, man. On the other hand, Binge.com is a premium type streaming service that you subscribe. Oh, apparently it's subscription free. Oh. But it's going to like host E3 2021. And they're, they're looking to add like a whole bunch of shows, I think. So they're they're not only doing System Shock, they have a bunch of other options on there too. And I'm blanking on which one. I think it's uh, the Drive Driver series. Do you, are you familiar with that with from Ubisoft? Oh yeah, that came out so long ago. I remember playing that on like PS one or two back in the day, like when my uh, neighbors had that game, Driver. Uh yeah, but the the game is being adapted into a TV series from Binge.com as well. Hmm. So they're doing that with like a you know collaboration with Ubisoft, who have been producing uh, TV series and movies over the last few years. I think starting with Assassin's Creed with Michael Fassbender, which didn't do so well, and then kind of more positively, uh, you know, leading into the Apple TV Plus series Mythic Quest, which was very highly regarded, and we can't say enough good things about. Mm-hmm. And then also, Werewolves Within was also uh, by Ubisoft. Yeah, that was Ubisoft backed too because they own that that IP. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. Again, this is an interesting thing with this streaming service, which I don't think has any content right now. Because if you go to their website, if you just go to binge.com, Adrian. Yeah, I was looking at it actually. Yeah. Uh, take a little looky loo. Peaky, peaky. 
<laughs> it literally just says, get ready for the future of gaming entertainment 2022. So I don't think there is any content so far for that streaming service. And then there's like these pictures and there's this guy with the glasses on. And that kind of makes me not want to watch this streaming service. We scroll down. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that tool with the white hoodie. No, no I'm not going to call him a tool, but it doesn't. This doesn't strike me as like, now I'm interested in this. Look at his smirk. Check it out. Check it out, Zoom in. gamers. Zoom in on a smirk. Come on over here. What a <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, I don't know what that's for. Who is that for? That's my Come question. on over here, gamers. We're looking cool with our glasses on and our hoodies up. I wonder if it was a stock photo that they just found and then pasted it there. Maybe. Because <laughs> that's happened with some you know lesser known brands in the past. But regardless... I'm curious about Binge.com, genuinely. I'm curious about System, System Shock, although I haven't paid, played Bioshock. I know Cardinal Sin of, of gaming. I haven't played mm. Bioshock 1, 2, so or good, man. Infinity. What's it called? Infinite. Infinite. Yeah. Um, yeah. So curious, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We will. Adrian, it's time to move on to number two. Mm-hmm. You got to go poop. As we're. What? You know, like, you got to go poop. It's like. Oh, because number two. People say number two when they have to go poo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're so clever. I'm. No, no. I'm talking about this. Freaking so clever, dude. I don't remember in uh, the second news story. Yeah. Okay. I remember in elementary school. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. You were thinking. Wait. The news can wait. Okay. I'm going to tell a story about poo in elementary school. Excuse me. <laughs> no, I just remember like quite vividly, like one of my uh, like classmates. I think it was like grade four. My teacher, Mr. Halliburton, good guy. Um. And yeah, he like, like the, the kid like raises his hand like, can I go to the bathroom to take a number two? <laughs> like, Mr. Halliburton's like, stop saying that. <laughs> he was like so annoyed. Why, like, why did you describe everyone? it that way anyways? Yeah, like, why tell, you just everyone? say you have to go to the bathroom. We don't need yeah. to know what you're going to do there. Yeah, why are you telling everyone you're taking a shit? Like, <laughs> so stupid, man. Kids are dumb. Was the kid just thinking that he was being polite, but he was like not realizing he was going too far? Or was he just doing that to bug Mr. Halliburton? I don't know, man. He's a troll, perhaps. That kid was, uh, it's possible. Problem child? Yeah, definitely. Definitely a problem child. Did you have any like like crazy problem children in your school, like in your class that were just like yeah, ridiculous? Yeah, definitely. One of them was you, wasn't it? No, no. I was actually like fairly good. And then like once I got into high school, that, that was my rebellious phase. Well, I had a brief rebellious phase in like grade four or five. And then like- Halliburton set you straight, didn't he? No, like I was always pretty good to teachers. I was just kind of like a like a shit disturber. Otherwise, mm. like I was never really mean. I was just like a, I was just like a like a little shit disturber. Otherwise, and then like when I got into high school, I just became like a huge pothead, and I was like, we don't need to do anything, man. Four twenty, and uh, mm. yeah, I see. Alrighty, yeah. All right, moving on to story number two. Not about not about what you think. Poo. No. As reported by publication Variety, A Quiet Place writer-director John Krasinski will once again collaborate with his The Office co-star, Steve Carell, on his next Paramount film, If. (gasps) If is a family-oriented comedy movie to be written and directed by John Krasinski that will also star Krasinski alongside free guy actor Ryan Reynolds, Fleabag actor Phoebe Waller-Bridges, and Watchmen actor Louis Gossett Jr., The film is meant to follow a child who goes on a journey to rediscover their imagination and is set to debut on November 17th, 2023. Adrian, what are you making of John Krasinski's next film? 
Um, I'm thinking that this is this is cool. I'm I'm quite excited. I'm very excited to see John Krasinski and Steve Carell reunite once again, man. Like, I uh, I I mean, both you and I have talked about our love for The Office plenty of times on this uh, show, and you know, it's going to be nice to see them finally back together. And I guess this uh, kind of makes sense with. John Krasinski, I guess, not coming back for Quiet Place Part 3, like writing and directing. I don't know. It's, it's a little bit confusing, that whole rigmarole. Um, so maybe this is the reason why they're hiring other directors or writers for that. But whatever. That's back burner. But that might not be Part 3, right? That was supposed to be a spinoff, A yeah. Quiet Place. Yeah, so I think maybe John Krasinski, after he's done this film, might make the Part 3 himself. Yeah. You might be right. We don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But um, otherwise, I think this has a really good cast. Like Ryan Reynolds is great. You know, I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, is it Bridges? Phoebe Waller-Bridges? Isn't it Phoebe Waller-Bridge? I thought. Doesn't matter. I'll believe you. It is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. My mistake. It's okay, man. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody it's has. It's not like days. Nash Bridges. It's just Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Mm-hmm. My mistake. Yeah. Apologies to Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And. Uh, uh, Louis Gossett Jr. Um, he was great in Watchmen. So I don't know. I think this is a great cast. I, I, uh, not a huge fan of children in movies. Um, so if we're going to follow a child who goes on a journey to rediscover their imagination, I hope they hire a good child actor. It's not like garbage. The, the kids they have for, um, a quiet place are good. So maybe they'll bring one of those, those kids on. Um, maybe the, uh, young deaf girl. That'd be cool. I'm not too sure. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. I, I'm quite, I'm quite interested in this movie. I, I like every once in a while, you know, you, you just want to watch like a nice family friendly comedy and, uh, hmm. Hmm. you know, like with a, with a great cast, like why can't we have like an awesome cast, you know, making a little, uh, family oriented comedy movie. You know what I'm saying, man? You know what I'm saying? I do. I do see what you're saying. Very yeah. good. Very good. Yeah, it is very good. But every once in a while, yeah, I don't know. There's just uh, there's just some good family-oriented movies. But yeah, again, uh, what I'm most excited for about this is just seeing John Krasinski, John Krasinski and Steve Carell reunite. It's just going to be nice. Yeah, I yeah, it'll be cool. I, hopefully, they're in it for a lot of it, and this isn't just like some kind of weird like smoke they're pumping here, and it's like Steve Carell's in it for like five minutes. Ugh. <laughs> they're not really reuniting. Yeah. That would be terribly disappointing, to be honest. Yeah, they don't even share like a scene together. But uh, John Krasinski like posted on social media, posted the photos of all of these actors and said uh, something about like, if only I had the dream cast or whatever, dot, 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 something like something along those lines. I kind of butchered it. I'm sure that's not exactly yeah. what he said, but it was kind of cool and sweet. And I, I thought that was neat. So curious. I'm curious how this will turn out and what it's going to be, because so far he's just made a rated R horror movie. So I'm, I'm just more curious where Krasinski can take his directing. That's what I'm most curious about. Because he kind of surprised me a little bit with A Quiet Place. Not that he couldn't do it. I just feel like he didn't direct anything like that before. It was kind of his directorial directorial debut in terms Mm -hmm. of films, like feature films too. So it's cool. I like this idea of like seeing what new directors come up with. It's it's, where new directors we haven't seen for a little while come up with. Like I'm always interested to see, not that he's new anymore, but Alex Garland's stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what does Alex Garland come up with next is always something interesting. Or even uh, Noah Hawley, to be honest. Like, yeah. he's, although his movie kind of didn't do very well at all, um, his shows every time have been smash hits pretty much in terms of critical reception. So, like, Noah Hawley, of course, made uh, Fargo and Legion, 
um, for FX and um, Alex Garland made oh, yeah. uh, Annihilation and Devs and of course Ex Machina, yeah. etc. God, so, what a good movie Ex Machina is. Yeah, I really love Annihilation. Honestly, I really mm-hmm. do love it. I think it's awesome too. So, yeah. Anyway, cool. But speaking of family movies, Adrian, number <gasps> three. As Deadline reports, Captain America star Chris Evans has just been cast in Amazon's upcoming holiday film, Red One. Red One is meant to be an action-adventure comedy film spanning the globe, with actor Dwayne The Rock Johnson inhabiting one of the leading roles. Fast Five and Hobbs and Shaw screenwriter Chris Morgan is said to be penning the script, with the film being directed by Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle director Jake Kasdan. Oh. Adrian. Another family film, presumably, it is a Christmas movie, so it'd be very weird if it was rated R. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I mean, mm. you know, there are some rated R slightly Christmas movies, but uh, I'm pretty sure this is a family film. And uh, again, Chris Evans opposite The Rock. What do you make of this? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of interested in this. Like, I, I mean, I love Chris Evans as an actor and, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, obviously, he's a very charismatic fella. It's interesting, though, because Dwayne The Rock Johnson is just, I don't want to say he's a one note actor, because I don't think that's entirely true. Well, but I, I would say there's a lot of actors out there that I feel like they act very naturally very well. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he acts like a person would. Like, he's not yeah. a bad actor, but he doesn't necessarily inhabit a role like tom hardy does Mm -hmm. like he's kind of the rock playing the role and then some role some that's a good one rock and roll yeah yeah you're you're welcome um (laughs) but but he he, he's playing kind of is playing the role um as the rock if that makes sense yeah yeah it it makes sense and again he does a good job in it like yeah well in everything yeah but he's just a badass in most things he's in. Yeah, exactly. Including the hit movie Rampage, which we both love. Uh, well, which is a better movie than uh, no, than uh, than Ready Player One or whatever the. No, no, no it isn't. Rampage is not better, and that is that is fact. We can agree to disagree on that one, but uh, I don't know. This uh, this seems like a cool little team up. Chris Evans, Mister The Rock, together, and it's interesting as well because Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in two movies with with red in its name. Is Red Notice and then the red one. And these movies are not connected. No. Yeah. I think he plays Santa. Isn't that what they're referencing? I don't know. Maybe. Red one is like the red one is Santa Claus. Yeah, it's possible. I'm assuming. I mean, it maybe isn't, but I just, um, it's interesting that it's Chris Morgan writing this because he's written mostly just action films. Mm-hmm. So I know that it's supposed to be an action adventure movie, but I thought I figured it was more comedic than action adventure. Although I know that like there are some notes of comedy in all of those Fast and Furious films. Mm-hmm. Um, he also wrote like the Fast and Furious Seven or whatever, and he wrote, wrote the Fast and the Furious or whatever, some combination of the words Fast and Furious together in, in a sentence. Yeah, which is like the, the way they make every one of these titles. Mm-hmm. How confusing are the titles for like the Fast movies? Jesus Christ! I don't know. Nine. As they called the last one. Fenine. Yeah, that's the most logical way you can pronounce that. Yeah. For sure. But I do like that Jumanji movie, like the the new Jumanji movies. I like all the Jumanji movies, actually. Yeah, Uh, I don't mind the Fast and Furious movies, but I feel like those movies are... It's a franchise I've always wanted to kind of get more into. Like, I've watched the first three. I watched, like, Fast and Furious, Fast... Too Fast, Too Furious, and... uh, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Fasting. 
Um, like I've watched <laughs> those three back in the day and I, I haven't watched any of them as of like any, like recently, like probably within the past 10 years to be fair. And, and I don't know this franchise just keeps on going on. They have like what, like freaking 10 movies. If you include Hobbs and Shaw and I'm just like, this seems like fun. Like this seems like something I'd probably like. So a bunch of these characters just fucking around in cars and like stealing shit. I don't even know if they still do heists because it starts off as like them stealing like DVD players or whatever. But anyways, not important. But yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of interested in this one. And I, like, I like Christmas movies in general. You know what I mean, man? I just like Christmas. I like, I like Christmas as a holiday. Um, and, uh, you know, like why, why not make another Christmas movie? That could be like an action adventure Christmas movie, something fun. You know, maybe maybe Santa's killing people. Who knows? Who knows? We can see something cool what? happen. I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, okay. Maybe he gets into a fist fight with other people. Hmm. I'm going to be surprised. You know, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Hmm, it's a good question. Mm-hmm. I really I watched a lot of Santa Claus with Tim Allen when I was a kid. Yeah, that's a great one. I love that movie. I actually going back to Tim Allen right away, but Christmas with the Cranks was a movie that we watched a lot as a family as well. So. It's funny. Like I liked Chris. I remember liking Christmas with the cranks as like a kid. And then I watched it within the past like five years. And God damn, that movie's awful. <laughs> like, it Why does is it not, awful? I don't know. I like rewatched it and I was just like, wow, this movie's really bad. I really did not like it. And then like, I remember wow. like watching it and I was like, man, like I'm curious how it did. And it's like under 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think like it's like, is it? Yeah. Oh, I liked it a lot more than that but uh yeah it's like uh, jack frost is like incredibly low on rotten tomatoes but i had fond memories of that movie christmas with the cranks five percent on rotten tomatoes incredibly high yeah incredibly high but yeah like again i i have like like vivid memories of me being like this movie's so great and then, yeah like when i rewatched it as an adult i was like this movie's awful like what the fuck was i thinking <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh it's i fair. don't i don't recommend you watch it again just like just keep that nice mm. memory in your brain you know what i'm saying man okay yeah, thanks. I also love Klaus. Oh, that like that movie I watched this year, the animated film is genuinely amazing. Like it really is awesome. It's got a great cast. It's really fantastic. So when the holiday season gears up in exactly a full year from now, <laughs> Adrian, you should you should watch that. We're really keeping the Christmas cheer alive on in mm-hmm. January yeah. here on Split Focus Film and TV Podcast. Actually, when does this episode air? Does it air on in February? It airs on the 31st of January. It's the last day of January. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good, Adrian. Yeah. You can ask me. What- I like this combo, oh. though. Chris Evans, The Rock. Yeah. Good combo. It is a good combo. It's an interesting combo that I don't think we've seen before. Um, have we? If we have, I don't remember. Maybe we just don't remember. But anyways, Adrian, I know you're, you know, you're eager to tell me. That's why you asked me what movies I liked. For Christmas, the yeah, Christmas holiday. I don't holiday. care about you. I, I just want, I wanted to talk about it for me. Oh, sorry. Home Alone 2 for me as well. That's a great one, of course. What are we, am I crazy? Over the original? Home, Home Alone 1 as well. Sorry, they're both Home Alone. They're both Home Alone. They're also both Home Alone. Two but Home, Two Alone. Christmas movies. And of course, Die Hard, because mm. that's a Christmas movie as well. Let's be honest. Anyways, sorry, what do you, uh, what do you like? What movies uh, do you like? Actually, let's move on to the montage. I don't really care. Oh, okay. I'm joking. I'm not a dick. I I'm do actually joking. care. I care. That's why we have this podcast, so I can talk to you and ask you what your favorite movies are. Mm, I care too, Simon. I'm glad I get to talk to you as well on this episode on these on this show. 
Are you going to tell me what your movies are or what? Like, who are we waiting for? Uh, my favorite's probably Elf, realistically. John Favreau's directed Elf. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't seen Elf in some time. Hmm. I don't know. That's a classic. I just love that movie. I still, like, quote Elf constantly. I'll say, like, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Just randomly. You know what I mean? It's a fucking classic. I don't know. I really love that movie. I just, just randomly, out of the blue, without actually introducing yourself. Mm-hmm. You just say it out loud. Yeah. Hmm. Like if I'm like ever pretending to like pick up a phone, uh, I'll like say like three lines usually. Usually, there's three things that I'll switch between. Okay, and, and one is Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? Yeah. And the other one is Dunder Mifflin. This is Pam. Um, and the last one is um, <laughs> No, this is Patrick. That's from SpongeBob. It's like, is this the Krusty mm. Krab? No, this is Patrick. I was really hoping the last one would also have Will Ferrell in it, but you failed. So I thought you were going to do an Anchorman reference, and then I'd be like, Will Ferrell's in all of those, but you didn't do that. No, I didn't. I failed you. It's too bad. Oh, well. Life goes on. Oh, well, indeed. Now on to the montage, a <gasps> sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one. As Publication Deadline reports, ex-Machina writer-director Alex Garland's next film will be called Civil War and will star Power of the Dog actor Kirsten Dunst and Narcos star Wagner Mora. Ooh, okay. I'm sold on this already. I like Alex Garland's stuff. I just don't really want to watch Devs as well. Kind of annoying that we don't have that. Me too. Mm. Number two, according to Variety, promising young woman writer-director Emerald Fennell has planned out her next project as a movie based around a story of obsession that will begin filming in the summer of 2022. I'll watch anything Emerald Fennell makes after watching Promising Young Woman because that's a really good movie. That director is another director that I'm very interested to see what she does next Like, because we haven't seen that much from her as a director. Mm Mm-hmm. Number three, as followed by The Hollywood Reporter, Jupiter's legacy actor Josh DeHamel has been cast as an ex-NHLer turned hockey trainer in the upcoming season two of Disney Plus series The Mighty Ducks, Game Changers. I thought it was pronounced Josh DeMel. Probably. <laughs> Probably. But we don't, we, don't, we don't pronounce shit right on this podcast. That's, that's, the, that's our quirk. Never have, never will. <laughs> oh my god is it josh demel thought it was probably it makes sense actually bring it up at the end of the montage we'll do it later number four as reported by variety part one of season four for netflix crime drama ozark has broken the record for most watch hours accumulated by a netflix season in its debut week the first seven episodes of season four which premiered on january 21st garnered 77 million watch hours during their first three days of release that's awesome I, still, I, I watched the first episode and I don't know, I, I just haven't been in the mood for like something dark and depressing right now. But I'm definitely going to watch this. I can't wait. Number five. As Deadline reports, Aquaman star Jason Momoa has just been cast in the 10th mainline film in the Fast and Furious franchise. Fast 10 your seatbelts, as they say online. Oh. Number six. As Deadline has reported, the OC star... Adam Brody and Homeland star Claire Danes have both been cast in the FX limited series Fleischman is in Trouble. The series will also star Party Down actor Lizzie Kaplan and the social network actor Jesse Eisenberg. Wow, Jesse Eisenberg. 
from the hit movie Batman v Superman, which is a good movie. Number seven. As noted by publication in The Hollywood Reporter, West Side Story actor Kyle Allen has been cast as He-Man in the Netflix live-action film adaptation of Masters of the Universe. I'm very confused. Is there like three Masters of the Universe shows that Netflix is doing? I'm very confused. There's the Kevin Smith one, there's another animated one, and then now there's this live-action one. This is weird. A live-action He-Man seems just ridiculous. He's one of the most muscular-looking people ever and there's a man who's got a skeleton head yeah i uh, yeah yeah i don't know how that's gonna be I'm very curious number eight according to the hollywood reporter fargo actor mary elizabeth winstead has been cast in the disney plus star wars ahsoka tv series alongside ahsoka actor rosario dawson Ooh, i wonder who she's gonna play She's great. Number nine, as Variety reports, the Don Cheadle starring 1980s Wall Street comedy Black Monday has been canceled by Network Showtime after three seasons. Uh, That's too bad. That's too bad. I never watched it. I know. It's our fault. Part of the problem. I know. We're part of the problem. I really did want to watch it because coming off of Don Cheadle's show... um, House of Lies? House of Lies. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was so good. It was. So it's too bad. Number 10. According to Deadline, Kevin Costner's next film will be a Western called Horizon that he is both set to direct and star in. Horizon is being described as a passion project for Costner with vibes that harken back to Costner's award-winning 1990 film, Dances with Wolves. Absolutely amazing. Good for him. Getting to make a passion project. Happy for him. And that concludes the montage. Boo, 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 montage, Josh DeMille. Yeah, I, I do actually regret not watching Black Monday. I always wanted to start it, but I feel like we don't also have you and I access to that show on a streaming service. Is it not on uh, Crave? Because like m- most shows, it? it's probably on Crave. Oh, man. Then I feel even worse. But you I, should. Okay. It's on you. There's too many shows, man. There's too many shows. They get like... They, they float into the background. They just don't get the attention that they they deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on Crave. You're right. Damn. Damn. I missed out. I wonder if it got a good ending. So it may be worth like maybe um, investigating, kind of jumping into for a brief time. Because it's only a 30-minute episode Serious? show too. Yep. Yeah, so like it's like 10 episodes, actually less. Hold on. No, 10 episodes per season roughly and – Fair enough. 30 minute episodes. Season three is already done, I'm guessing. Yep. I believe so. Just got canceled. Too bad. Yeah. Josh Demel. There you go. Well done. Thank you for that. That was the hit segment of our show. How do we, how do you pronounce that name, Googs? And we promised during the montage, you know, we're tight for time during the montage. We're trying to get through things really swiftly and cohesively. And we promised we we'd, we would do that hit segment. And we, we delivered because we deliver Adrian on this show. And you never lie. Never have. And you never lie. I don't I don't lie. I don't make things up. I don't fib. I don't fib. Remember that episode of Franklin where it's like Franklin fibs? I don't, no. I don't. I don't really remember the premise of it, but I remember Franklin tells a fib. You can't remember what happened in this episode like about five minutes ago, but you remember one of the episodes of Franklin was called Franklin of Fibs. I don't know if it, that was exactly what it was called, but it was about Franklin fibbing the turtle, Franklin, just to clarify. Okay. All right. That's, um, that's fair. I and, just thought uh, you remember the name of the episode was Franklin Fibs. And it's like, I don't remember the names of episodes for most shows. Franklin tells a fib. Franklin, Franklin tells. It was, is that what it's called? I don't know. Let's find out. Franklin 
tells a fib. That's yep. That's the name. Franklin Fibs. No, no, it's literally Franklin Fibs. It was called Franklin Fibs. You were right. Yeah, you well. knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Again, five minutes ago on this podcast, you probably do not remember what we talked about. Uh, but alas, Josh Demel. I don't know if that was five minutes ago. That's probably. I don't think it was. Franklin, Franklin's done, right? Over. That show's over. It's possible. It would make sense. Frank, I watched that when I was a wee child. Franklin. Why are you saying that would make sense? We talked about that, didn't we? Oh no, we didn't. Sorry, I'm thinking of Arthur. Yeah, that fucking stupid looking art of arc. Arthur Franklin ended in 2004. Yeah. So, but no, Arthur ran for forever. That was running for years, and that finally ended this year, I believe, or it's about to end. I don't know. I don't know how that got those two confused. They're not very similar. You ever watch Little Bear as well? I watched I watched Little, Little Bear. Bear. The show Little Bear. Do you ever watch Care Bears? I don't know what Little Bear is. I'm looking it up. No, I I know about Care Bears. I watched like a, maybe an episode here or there, but I don't really like the Care Bears. Little Bear. I think I did watch Little Bear. Yeah. yeah. My parents hated the show. They're just like, oh man, stop watching this. This is shit TV. There's also that show about the elephants. The elephants. You know what I'm talking about? There's like three elephants. Kids show elephants. Let's see. Babar? Babar. Yeah, Babar. You never watched Babar? Uh, uh, this definitely rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah, def- oh, it does. i definitely seen a couple of them the episodes, man. I think it was darker than I kind of anticipated as I was watching it as a kid. Yeah. If I recall. It's like that scene in Snow White. We've talked about that before. That, that one scene where the... The huntsman almost kills her. There's the glistening of the knife, and then she's running through the woods, and the woods are very frightening mm-hmm. in that Snow White movie. But uh, anyways, we we digress mm-hmm. uh, because I don't know how we got on this tangent, but I feel like we could just bring up – have you watched – have you watched – have you watched over and over again? Have I watched what? For like every show we watched as a child, that was like an example oh. of other shows we could bring up. But I don't want to bring up other shows because you'd be like, yeah, I did see that, and then we can talk about it for another three hours. But I'm supposed to reel us back in because you won't do it, god damn it. Anyways, Adrian, what do you have for me? What do you got for me? I got new releases for you, Simon. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is for the week of January 31st to February the 6th, which is a Monday to a oh. Sunday. Not many movies oh. coming out this week, at least. Uh, not oh. that I could find, Simon. Okay. However – Good news, Simon. The theaters are opening back up on Monday. Yes, they are. The day this episode airs, the movies are opening up. Yeah, I found it interesting. Cineplex, which is a huge theater chain here in Ontario and in Canada. It's a big theater chain in Canada. Specifically, they posted on social media, and I really appreciate whoever's running that Twitter page. Mm-hmm. But they posted on Twitter like a, the – I think it's the – I'm pretty sure it's it's a one of like, it's a gif, but it's based out of um, Moneyball. With Jonah Hill, like doing like the fists, he's on the phone and he's just like so happy after he hears news on the phone. He's like one second, and then he does the fist pump. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I never watched Moneyball, but I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what? You know what gif I'm talking about? That's the yeah. key. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that tweet from Cineplex? I did indeed, Simon. I did it. Yeah. I was just charmed by that. I was like, oh, these guys are. There's somebody who's running this is just. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. probably just a fan of the theater. Of movies. They're just like legitimately not just doing their job just for the heck of it. They kind of, you know, they care about the whole social outreach aspect. Yeah. I remember when, uh, like when Cineplex reopened last time, I was like so happy and I like posted a little tweet about it. And then they literally like commented on my tweet with, it was literally just the, um, like a gif of, uh, Dr. Evil doing like the bring it in thing for a hug. Right. Yeah. They responded uh, to you. I was like, yeah, I love you guys. Yeah. That was great. I love this corporation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I love the movies. I was I was reading again about what happened to Tanner Tanner Zipchen. 
Tanner Z, our homeboy. Tanner Z. Canadian treasure Tanner Z. Tanner Z. How can he be Canadian treasure Tanner Z? That doesn't make any sense. He's Canadian he's the guy treasure. Tanner Tanner Z. He's like, hey guys, Tanner Z here. That doesn't make any sense. Tanner Z needs to go back to Canada school, okay? I think he's from Saskatchewan. Yeah, it makes even less sense. Tanner Z. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. This is a $6,000 suit. Come on. Anyway, yeah. And I was looking at that and I was just, again, disappointed that they, they ever let him go. There's no one in the pre-show now. He was the, he was the pride and joy of the Cineplex pre-show. He, he once said in an interview, he's like, you always go into the movies. You're going to watch the, you know, whatever movie you're watching. You're mar- watching a Marvel movie. You're watching a James Bond movie. You're, you're watching it with completely different actors probably between the movies you're watching from week to week. Mm-hmm. But one thing you have that they all have in common is you're going to see me in the pre-show. And I was like, wow, that's true. It's a little cocky, but it's also true. I love that guy. Not anymore, though. It's not true anymore. Well, I still love him, even though it's not true anymore. Yeah, it sucks. They, they should hire someone else for the pre-show or try to hire him get back or something. They should hire him back and actually pay him properly. I know. It would be yeah. better if they hired him back, but I, they did pay him proper at the end. I know they, there was that whole thing about him being paid with scene points in the beginning, but I think that got cleared up eventually. That's good. But uh, yeah. He deserves better, Tanner Goddamn treasure. Indeed, he does. He's been in a couple things recently, though. Yeah, he was in The Boys. He was in something else. A video game, Little Hope, I think. Oh, was he? Yeah, I was just reading that as well because I, I went down a little bit of an internet uh, hole there when I was looking him up there. And I, I think he was in the Little Hope game, which is a very, again, very cinematic game, much like Detroit Become Human. You kind of just play a story. Dark Pictures Anthology. It's a yeah. cinematic kind of uh, butterfly effect type story. I still wanted to play that game. I, I played the first one that came out, like Man of Dan. I think you and I played that, actually. No, we don't play. Actually, we played it. We just never talked. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like fact checking yourself based on the rules that we made that we don't talk outside this podcast because of course we don't well. yeah yeah um bad uh we're getting sidetracked again adrian i'd oh, like yeah. to tell me about what movies are coming up new releases yeah um so yeah i couldn't find too many movies releasing this week so i don't know it, it seemed like a little light but again i i used my regular sources and not, not much was there <laughs> Um, so, uh, mm, there was little hope for the sources. Yeah, exactly. You're bringing it back, baby. You're bringing it back. But anyways, that's- <laughs> from, from three seconds ago, exactly. It's full circle. It's a, it's a tiny circle, but it's still full circle. Um, it's a freaky circle. It's a, it's a, it's a freaky circle. Yeah. <laughs> what a good movie. Thorothy rack. This is, we're going a way off chart here. We got to keep it. We got to rein it in. My best friend, Anne Frank. Is the first movie coming out on Tuesday, February first? Your, your best friend's Anne Frank. I thought you were. I thought I was your best friend. You are, after Anne Frank. I mean, oh. you became it after she died in that attic. Okay, I feel like this is a too dark of a topic to really. Yeah, it's uh, the Holocaust was not a joke. Yeah, let's not. Let's get out of this. Let's let's talk about this. I saw this random like fact. Like I was literally in the lunchroom, and one of my coworkers was like, he's just like, oh. And I was like, what? What's wrong? It's just like, I just read that like 30% of teens don't know that the Holocaust was real. <laughs> I was like, what? I didn't fact check this, but he said that to me. I'm like, that's, that's ridiculous. It's like, how is that real though? That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, Anne Frank's story, unfortunately. And uh, this, uh, this movie is based on the real life friendship of Anne Frank and Hannah Gosler. Gosler. How are you pronouncing it? Already. Already. 
Next movie is They, Them, Us. I'm going to skip through my movie and start the Apple TV app. Uh, we can start joking again now because we're out of that. Uh, this this movie is about two divorced parents with kids of their own that start dating. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, oh. Next movie. What? Com- what do you mean? Two divorced parents with kids of their own. Start dating each other. Yeah, that could be easily misconstrued. It could be. They could. They could have. They still have kids of their own if they have the kids together. So I was like, "What are we talking about here? That, Incest? It's possible. No, it's I not. Don't think That's so. not what this is referencing. Definitely not. It's just very poorly written. Yeah, I can't believe the write-up was written like that. I literally copied and pasted that one. No, Anyways, you next, did not. <laughs> next, the movie coming out is going out on Wednesday, February second, and the, this movie is the Tindler Swindler. It's uh, the Tinder Swindler. The Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I did say Tindler. <laughs> yeah, the Tinder swindler. Uh, you did it with confidence. You didn't go back to correct it. Yeah. The Tindler swindler. Uh, this is a Netflix original movie about a dude that conned many women out of millions of dollars. Millions. This looked really interesting. We talked about this actually on mm-hmm. the montage, I think, many weeks, many months back. I, yeah. I'm actually curious if this is rated well, like people think think of it highly. I, I'm quite curious because this is a pretty notorious story. So I'm curious about it for sure. Yeah, me too. Me too as well. Uh, and then uh, the rest of the movies are coming out are coming out on Friday, February the 4th. The first one is a movie called Through My Window. It's a Netflix original movie about two people that fall in love because they keep on looking at each other through a window. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't imagine that's like the main reason. I don't think they were just like looking at each other through a window and they fell in love because this window is magical. I think they were just looking at each other and constantly looking at each other through a window and eventually they were just like, blah, 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 and we're talking and then they fall in love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And it is. Next movie that's coming out is a movie called Loop La Peta. It's Loop with three O's. It's a Netflix really? original movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. It's a Netflix original movie, and it's about a woman's boyfriend that loses a mobster's cash, and shit starts hitting the fan, dude. Damn. Yeah. Somebody pooped at a fan, and... Mm-hmm. And it hit it. Mm. Flew it everywhere. There's poop all over. Damn. It's that kid in my class in grade four. He 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 wanted to do a number two. Yeah, he did. He like raised his hand and got to take a number two. Mr. Halbert. Yeah, that's the other problem with that too. You don't want to announce because if there's an accident, like a serious problem in the bathroom, they're, they all know it's you because you yeah. announce that you're taking a number two. You got to keep it. You got to keep it private what you're going to do in there. It's important. It's okay, guys. I'm going to go take a shit. And then you like go in there. Boom. Murder happens in that same bathroom. There you go. You just, you just let everyone know that you were there. Is that what you're referring to? Or do you mean like if the toilet clogged? Yeah, the toilet clogged would yeah. have been the more obvious one. Yeah, fair enough. Anyways, next up is a movie called Book of Love, Simon. This is confirmed by Movie Insider in the trailer. And this is a Amazon Prime Video original movie and uh, just another love story movie. It's just another love story. Hmm. Yeah, it involves a book, I think. Or maybe it doesn't. I don't really remember. Anyways. Next up is a movie called Last Looks, Simon. And this is confirmed by Movie Insider in the Apple TV application. This is a video on demand movie starring Charlie Hunnam and Mel Gibson. Uh, and this movie's about detectives and stuff like that. Great. What these write-ups are just prime time. Just incredible. Wow. Thanks, man. I really put in like extra effort this week. It was sarcasm. I really oh, 
Okay, never mind then. Wow. I thought that was fairly clear. Well, it wasn't. Yeah. Anyways, the next next movie he's coming out is uh, is Jackass Forever. It's confirmed by Cineplex, and it's a sequel to the Jackass movies. You know, you got Jonathan Knoxville. You got Steve O. And they're they're doing Stephen O. Stephen O. If you want to continue the trend of saying the, their full names, and they got like a bunch of guest stars and stuff like that, they're they're just doing jackass things, you know. They're they're uh, they're 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 electrocuting themselves. They're uh, they're uh, punching their friends with with inflatable uh, things. Is that what donkeys do? I think so. I'm continu- continuing this trend throughout this episode of being an incredibly literal person. I've 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 consistently misunderstood you based on literalism. Yeah. So I've done it again. You're doing a great job there, Drax. It has to be. It's donkeys mm-hmm. forever. It is donkeys forever. Anyways, the last movie that's coming in is a movie called Moonfall. It's confirmed by Movie Inside in the trailer, and it's coming to theaters. However, this isn't in the Cineplex app, which is kind of throwing me off. But anyways, Moonfall's on Earth. So that movie's about. How? I don't know, man. I'm a Scientologist. How would I know? Oh. Yeah, I doubt Scientology's, Scientology people would probably know that either. But Why? Because they're dumb? <laughs> Got them. No, that's not what I was saying. But anyway, Adrian, that's the end of our regular scheduled programming for this episode. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's all, baby. And as you say, that's all. That's it. That's all, baby. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's uh, I'm hungry. It's episode 83. Adrian, do you have anything else to add? Do you want to tell the audience anything? Anything that's very important to you that you'd like them to know? Um, yes, Simon, 9-11, inside job. No, I'm just kidding. No. It's, not, it's my common catchphrase. It's my. It's the joke catchphrase. I don't think 9-11 was an inside job. It might be. Who knows? I don't, but I don't think it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a national tragedy. Yes. International, it changed the world. Yes. Changed the world 20 years ago. Those are facts. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, uh, you can you can, you can can find all your good information on this podcast at multiple podcast services, Simon. You can you can find it in Google Podcasts. You can find it in Apple Podcasts. You can find us in, in Spotify. You can find us on, on the YouTube. You can find us on iHeart uh, Radio. You can find us on uh, iTunes, TuneHeart, TuneIn Radios. You can find us anywhere. You ever watch that movie Radio with Cuba Gooding Jr.? I think so. Yeah. I think I did. Me too. I think I watched it in school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's where you can find us. Yeah, it is. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. We'd appreciate it if you could write us a review on any platform available. Spotify's taking reviews now too. Um, so if you don't mind reviewing us there, I'd appreciate it. And uh, thank you, Adrian, most of all for joining me on this uh, 83rd episode. I appreciate you. Dude, you're welcome, dude. Okay. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for... For letting me be your guest for 83 consecutive weeks, talking to me, sharing stories about our lives together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you for listening to the 83rd episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter signing off. Tis I, Adrian Pinter. I'm about to sign off, just like the Tindler swindler did, probably plenty of times. Um, but you know who else was a Tindler swindler? Tinder swindler? Batman and Batman v Superman, which is a good movie. He was hooking up with uh, people left and right using the Tinder app.
and Batman v Superman, which is a good movie. Just like Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon Town. Also a good movie. Really enjoyed it. Mortal Kombat, fun time. Am I going to add Mortal Kombat to this last bit? I don't know. I don't think so. We'll see about that. No, no, because then the segment would be longer than the news, and that would be awful. Mm. Also, how, how does that make sense? How is Bruce Wayne Tinder swindling anybody? That, what, how did he swindle them? Uh, he got in his mansion. He's got billions of dollars. Why does he need to swindle anybody using, using Tinder out of their money? I don't know. He's he's just he just likes the power. Yeah, that's an incredible stretch. But uh, that's. <sighs> That's Adrian for you, folks. A stretch? You think I'm a stretch, Simon? A little bit. That's fair. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye.